Good morning. Just a reminder, uh, following our second service today, we'll be having a food truck. It'll be right out in the front here uh, in the circle if you're interested in coming back. And also just a reminder that we have re, uh, resumed our Wednesday services at 2 p.m. So we have a brief worship service with Holy Communion at 2, followed by a Bible study at 2.30. And uh, right now we're studying uh, Paul's letter to the church of Colossae, so Colossians. So feel free to join us if you're available on uh, Wednesdays. The Old Testament reading for this, the sixth Sunday after Lent, uh, after Pentecost, excuse me, is from the 18th chapter of Genesis. The Lord appeared to Abraham by the oaks of Mamre as he sat at the door of his tent in the heat of the day. He lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, three men were standing in front of him. When he saw them, he ran from the tent door to meet them and bowed himself to the earth and said, O Lord, if I have found favor in your sight, do not pass by your servant. Let a little water be brought and wash your feet and rest yourselves under the tree while I bring a morsel of bread that you may refresh yourselves. And after that, you may pass on since you have come to your servant. So they said, do as you have said. And Abraham went quickly into the tent to Sarah and said, Quick, three seahs of fine flour, knead it and make cakes. And Abraham ran to the herd and took a calf, tender and good, and gave it to a young man who prepared it quickly. Then he took curds and milk and the calf that he had prepared and set it before them. And he stood by them under the tree while they ate. They said to him, Where is Sarah, your wife? And he said, She is in the tent. The Lord said, I will surely return to you about this time next year, and Sarah, your wife, shall have a son. And Sarah was listening at the tent door behind him. Now Abraham and Sarah were old, advanced in years. The way of women had ceased to be with Sarah. So Sarah laughed to herself, saying, After I am worn out and my Lord is old, shall I have pleasure? The Lord said to Abraham, Why did Sarah laugh and say, Shall I indeed bear a child now that I am old? Is anything too hard for the Lord? At the appointed time, I will return to you about this time next year, and Sarah shall have a son. This is the word of the Lord. Our epistle reading is from the first chapter of Colossians. You who once were alienated and hostile in mind, doing evil deeds, he has now reconciled in his body of flesh by his death in order to present you holy and blameless and above reproach before him, if indeed you continue in the faith, stable and steadfast, not shifting from the hope of the gospel that you heard, which has been proclaimed in all creation under heaven, and of which I, Paul, became a minister. Now I rejoice in my sufferings for your sake, and in my flesh I am filling up what is lacking in Christ's afflictions for the sake of his body, 
That is the church of which I became a minister according to the stewardship from God that was given to me for you to make the word of God fully known, the mystery hidden for ages and generations, but now revealed to his saints. To them God has chose to make known how great among the Gentiles are the riches of the glory of this mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Him we proclaim, warning everyone and teaching everyone with all wisdom that we may present everyone mature in Christ. For this I toil, struggling with all his energy that he powerfully works within me. This is the word of the Lord. The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the 10th chapter. Now as they went on their way, Jesus entered a village, and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary, who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to his teaching. But Martha was distracted with much serving, and she went up to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Tell her then to help me. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things, but one thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the good portion, which will not be taken away from her. This is the gospel of the Lord. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Martha was a busy woman today. Jesus and at least 12 disciples came into town. Martha invited them to come to her house, and she was overjoyed to have them come. Martha was very busy. After quickly tidying up the house, Jesus came and she welcomed him and the disciples into her home. Martha made sure Jesus was sitting in a chair in the living room while at least 12 people crammed into the house all around him. And now that they were all occupied and listening to Jesus, Martha could get to work serving all of her guests. While Jesus was talking, it was Martha who was deftly maneuvering through her living room, making sure everyone had at least a cushion to sit on so that they were comfortable. This was very normal. And there was Mary, comfortable as could be, sitting on her favorite cushion with a front row seat, sitting right at the feet of Jesus. And while Jesus just kept teaching, it was Martha who brought out cups of cool water for her guests to drink and to feel refreshed. There sat her sister Mary, just drinking in the words of Jesus as soon as they spilled out of his mouth. And as Jesus was spreading out a smorgasbord of teachings about eternal life and Dishing up servings of forgiveness of sins that all the people were just gobbling down. It was Martha. Good old Martha who was persevering. It was Martha, not Mary, who was now handing out bread. It was Martha, not Mary, 
or even Jesus for that matter, who was making sure that her guests were comfortable. It was Martha, not Mary and not Jesus, who was making sure all of the growling stomachs were getting filled with a little bread. There was so much serving Martha was doing. And after handing out cushions and drinks and food, that was the last straw. Martha had some choice words she wanted to share with her sister Mary. But in the end, Martha had a few words for Jesus. Martha is the, actually walked up to Jesus, and it was Jesus she talked to, not Mary. And Martha said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Tell her then to help me. Martha had a problem. And her problem was with Jesus. After all, this was Martha's house. And it was Martha who was doing all the serving. She was the one making people comfortable with cushions, not Jesus. Martha was the one providing relief with cool water. She didn't see Jesus refreshing anyone. Martha was the one filling empty bellies with bread, not Jesus. He wasn't filling anyone, was he? At the end of the night, everyone should be looking at Martha and thanking Martha for a wonderful evening. But instead, everyone's eyes were fastened on Jesus. It was like Jesus was the host, like he was the one serving. And in many ways, Jesus was the one serving at Martha's house. Martha just didn't realize it. When Jesus entered Martha's house, he sat in a chair. This is how teachers taught back then. They didn't stand. They sat down. And it was Mary who sat right at his feet. She didn't need a cushion to be comfortable. Because Jesus was comforting her in ways no one ever could. And certainly comforting her in better ways than a cushion could. I know Martha was maneuvering around the room, handing out cushions to make people comfortable. But the 12 disciples already had a comfort far greater than any cushion could ever provide. You see, what was so amazing is that Jesus knew everything about them. And he still invited them to be his follower. Jesus knew every sin they'd ever done. And still, he called them to follow him. Jesus knew every thought they ever had. And in spite of that... Jesus was not embarrassed to call them as his followers. 
There's nothing more comforting than to know someone knows everything about you. And in spite of knowing everything about you, they still love you. Those disciples were very comfortable in Martha's house. All thanks to Jesus, who made them that comfortable. Well, as Jesus taught, it was Martha who was swooping down, delivering these small cakes of bread into the people's hands, almost like it was manna from heaven. It probably made her feel good to do that. But I don't know if anyone was that hungry because they were busy eating a buffet that Jesus had laid down before them. Right in front of them. Jesus was laying out words to the people that they were literally just eating up. Words that were telling them that Jesus would be crucified soon in their place. In other words, they would not die for their sins. He would die in their place. It's amazing to hear. How often do you hear in this world that someone is willing to die for you in your place? Where else do we hear in this entire world that someone is willing to take a proverbial bullet all for you? In fact, where else do you not just hear about it, but you hear that it actually happened. And that is exactly what Jesus was sharing with the people in Martha's house. And the people were literally eating it up. They weren't hungry for bread. They were very full. And when Jesus entered Martha's house... I'm sure it was hot outside. So Martha was being very gracious. She was handing out glasses of cool water to refresh all of her guests. But Jesus was also refreshing people that day with something far greater than just cool water. Everyone in this world lives and everyone in this world dies doesn't matter how young or old we are. doesn't matter how wealthy or poor we are. We all die in this world. The same holds true for the people in Martha's house. So Jesus poured out a refreshing, cool water in Martha's house that day, telling them all that on the third day after he dies, he would rise from the dead and he would conquer death. For the people in Martha's house who had just buried their spouse or who had just buried their child, those words of Jesus were refreshing beyond understanding. To hear that there will be a resurrection after we die, It's more refreshing than any sentiment anyone could ever say to you when you're mourning and to try to make you feel better. To hear that Jesus himself has destroyed death and already opened the gates of heaven to anyone who believes in him. Well, 
Those words are so refreshing that it is no wonder that Mary and everyone else in that house were just drinking in everything Jesus was saying. Nothing else mattered at all of creation compared to what Jesus was dishing out for them. Words that were so comforting. Words that were so filling. Words that were so refreshing. Martha went up to Jesus and basically chided him for letting Mary just sit there and listen to his words. Chided Jesus for words that were so comforting. Words that were so filling. Words that were so refreshing. Martha said to Jesus, tell her to help me. Jesus looked at Martha and just said, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things. But one thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the good portion which will not be taken away from her. Yes, Martha was the host in the house. Martha was preparing food, of which she was going to dish out portions to everyone there. But Jesus was also hosting. He was hosting a group of people who sat at his feet and were famished. They were eating up every word he was saying. Jesus was dishing out delicious portions of gospel, reassuring all of them that their sins were going to be taken away from them when he died. And Jesus was reassuring them that one day their greatest enemy, death, would be destroyed. A delicious portion of word that they were just eating up. They would all go to heaven someday because it is Jesus who has repaired the way for all of them through his death on the cross which brings the forgiveness of sins and his resurrection from the dead, which brings everlasting life. Martha, dear Martha, wrestled with Mary and even with Jesus. But thankfully, Jesus invited Martha to lay aside all of her many efforts and to come and rest at his feet. With Mary. Jesus invited Martha to rest and to receive her salvation from him. And Jesus is doing the same thing for you. He's inviting you to rest. He's calling you to come and rest in him. To find your salvation in him. To find hope of your life in this world and in him, and to have hope in the life to come, all because of him. And all this is given to you by your greatest host, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. And now may the peace of our God, which surpasses our understanding, keep your hearts and your minds In Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen.